What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's up, everyone? My name is Jay Heilman, and I'm the host of Kingdom Builder, the official podcast home of today's Christian entertainment. I want to thank you so much for checking out our interviews here on iTunes. If you like the interviews you hear on here, we invite you to listen in to our one-hour broadcast of Kingdom Builder The Show, which airs every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, exclusively on OneJamNationRadio.com. Well, I have a special guest joining me on the show today. He's not only an actor, having starred in films like The Grace Card, Rumors of War, and the just-released Heavenbound film, but a very, very funny comedian. I would love to welcome Michael Joyner back to Kingdom Builder. Michael, how are you doing this morning, my friend? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you doing, Jay? I'm doing great, man. Well, you've been with us here before on Kingdom Builder, and uh, we had talked with you back in 2011 with the release of your breakthrough hit film, The Grace Card, and we actually had uh, your co-star Michael Higginbottom and director David Evans on the call. And, you know, though you and I have talked a lot since then, I'm shocked that we haven't had you on here more. No, I wish you would fly me down to Florida and have me on live. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I don't think you like the studio very much. It's kind of boring here. Well, it's, it's boring with beautiful weather. What city is it exactly? Uh, I, I'm actually in Zephyr Hills. We're about 25, 30 minutes northeast of Tampa. You know, I think I've been through there. I remember that sign. I remember that sign. I've, I've done yeah. a lot of uh, comedy in Florida, especially northern Florida. Yeah, well, the last time I saw you was in Lakeland. It was a couple of years ago when uh, when you were down here for, uh, for uh, like, a couple comedy shows. So I'm looking forward to seeing you back down here. Well... Michael, you have a lot going on right now. If, you, uh, if you're familiar with the Internet Movie Database and you go check it out, Michael's got a lot of stuff uh, going on right now. But their, your most recently released film just came out this past week called Heavenbound. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about this film and how you got into that one? Okay, so yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's quite a bit of backstory to this one. I'll try to get to just the gist of some of the stuff. Um, first of all, the story was written by my uh, good friend Tori Martin, who's also the co-star in the movie. He plays my uh, bumbling brother-in-law. And uh, I didn't find out till later that Tori actually wrote this with me in mind when our family moved back from uh, Hollywood, back home to Canada years ago, because the economy practically made us lose our house. And that's right when I got the grace card, actually. But when we moved back, I was calling Tori, asking him for prayer, tell him, you know, how tough it was. And he came up with this idea of some guy who was very successful. Uh, that's who I play in the movie. I play a guy named Ted who owns a uh, dog food company with the most famous dog in the world. And um, I accidentally uh, kill the dog. <laughs> so the whole world <laughs> hates me and I can't get a job anywhere. That's not right. a secret. That's kind of in the trailer. So. Uh, then we lose everything and we get this crazy idea from my wife to rob her boss's house. He's a big millionaire <laughs> and uh, he uh, just became a Christian and he decides to keep us locked in the house after he catches us and try to win us to Christ. So it's just a crazy concept and uh, 
all kinds of things happen. And believe it or not, there's just as much uh, drama in there as there is comedy. I shouldn't say just as much, but there's several moments because there's a backstory I won't uh, reveal just yet, but that is very touching and very uh, dramatic that should have a lot of people in tears. So it's a great story. You get lots of laughs and uh, probably from faith-based film perspective, probably the funniest uh, Christian film I've ever seen. And I'm not just saying it because I'm in it. They really did a great job. Yeah, I agree. And I, I got a chance to sit down and watch it and it's, it's funny. And you know, Michael, you speaking of Christian film, there's a lot of films out there that, and, and I can say that Christian film has come a long way. Um, even since as recently as 2010, um, films have gotten better. I think Pure Flix has really, really upped the game with a lot of the films that have come out. But you also have um, a lot of mainstream uh, studios that are trying to kind of break into that faith-based market. You, you have a Hacksaw Ridge that came out recently. You actually have quite a few films in the works right now that are either finished or are in production or in pre-production. Can you tell us about any of the films that you're working on right now? Yeah, one of the, one that I just finished shooting in uh, Baltimore. First time wait, was it Baltimore? I flew into Baltimore. You know what? It's somewhere on the East Coast. <laughs> one that I just fin- oh no, it was Connecticut actually. Uh, one that I just finished filming was called is called Order of Rights. It's a pro life film, and uh, they got some of uh, the biggest names in faith based films: Ben Davies, Shannon Fields from Facing the Giants, and several others. Some really good actors. And I actually play the bad guy. I'm the uh, very liberal lawyer that's uh, trying to fight for the rights of what I believe are the rights of this girl to have an abortion. Ben Davies plays her boyfriend, and he's a person who's wants he wants to you know he's a Christian, so he wants to uh, say he should have a say in it. And it's very very uh, heavy. I think it's based partially on a true story, but um. So I just finished that. That's probably uh, just now in post, uh, yeah, post production, and I expect big things from that one. I did a film that wasn't uh, a Christian film called Kudzu Zombies, um, that just came out. It's getting great reviews. A zombie movie. I've always wanted to do a zombie movie. Um, and then we're still uh, waiting on a couple of films: Broken Faith and Surrender, which won several awards at. Uh, some film festivals. We're waiting for distribution on those. So, yeah, I've got quite a few that should be coming out and several that uh, will be coming out this summer. And and then, of course, I'm making my own, producing my own film. So, yeah, pretty busy. Yeah, Broken Faith was a film that, that you had made quite a few years ago. So I remember seeing trailers for that a while back. So that one's going to be coming out here shortly. Well, we don't know. The, the, the one thing we're uh, disappointed in is... <laughs> The rating system gave us an R rating, even though I've seen more violence, so to speak, in cartoons, and I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> I don't know if they're picking on us because we're Christians, but there's, you know, there's no no sexual stuff, no cursing, yet because of some fight scenes where I beat a few people up, uh, they gave it an R rating, which really surprised us. So we're wondering if that, you know, that's hard to sell in a faith-based industry. So. We're not sure what's going to happen with that one. It's a really good film. It's been they actually showed it in Jacksonville a couple of years ago. I flew down there and did, and it got really great uh, a great reception. So you know, there's a lot there's a lot to filmmaking, as you can guess. I mean, making a film is one thing, getting it distributed, 
and getting it distributed where people to a wide audience is quite another, which is what I'm learning also as a producer. There's a lot to it. It's much more than just having a great idea. Right. And you know, it's funny. I, I go back and watch movies that I grew up watching back in the 80s and 90s. And it's it's crazy that movies that were made back then, just the, the cussing and content in them would be a rated R movie now, but yet they were like PG and PG-13. I was watching The Goonies uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm like, wow, I, didn't re- I don't remember it so much cussing in this movie. I'm like, this movie definitely would have been rated what it was then in today's movies. But yeah, it's it's crazy because you've got movies that obviously uh, deserve an R rating for a lot of stuff, but then you've got stuff... I mean, these kids especially that are watching movies now, they're seeing movies that have a lot worse stuff in them um, that are rated PG-13, which is crazy. So totally... Oh, it's unbelievable. I sometimes have to watch a film first before I let, let my kids watch it, you know, if it comes out on DVD. And there's so oh, much gratuitous stuff out there. So, yeah, you got to be very careful. Yeah, and it's almost accepted as the norm now. It's kind of like, okay, well, this is normal for, for this to happen. And a lot of TV shows are like that, too. You've got a lot more sexual content on a lot of today's TV shows uh, that weren't there before. And like you mentioned, cartoons. Cartoons have so much adult content in them now, uh, it's not even funny. I'm like, you know, and that's what I really think is bad about a lot of cartoons today is that you know, you've got adult content in them that kind of fly over the kids' heads at this point in time. But, you know, going back and watching this, I'm like, wow, I didn't realize just how much stuff this these cartoons had. So it's just, it's just crazy. But You think they would learn because the longevity. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to see something with longevity, take Andy Griffith or, or even as, as recent as Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, King of Queens, they kept it very minimal, if anything, and at least it was in marriage. Uh, and it lasted long. Yeah, it's definitely. still playing now. But you take this stuff that every other joke is a sex joke. I mean, sometimes I just act, I'll just be flipping the channels and the Big Bang Theory or who knows what comes on just for five seconds and there's a sex joke. And by the way, as a comedy writer, that's not a joke. It's so easy to It's just, it's a cop out. It's laziness. You know, think it through. Look at Seinfeld, you know, how they they, they had some of the most clever scenarios imaginable. You know, everybody who loves Raymond. I mean, comedy writers, I don't know if they're lazy or if they just like to push the envelope or what. But, but yeah, they're bombarding our kids with, uh, I mean, no wonder we live in such a sexually confused society anymore. I agree. Well, you know, you and I were talking uh, the other day that, you actually have started your own production company called Esther Pictures, and you're producing your first comedy called Christian Movie. Can you tell us a little bit about the backstory about Esther Pictures and you know what kind of inspired you uh, to start that and start producing yourself? Well, yeah. I, first, I wrote a movie called, uh, let me see, it was many years ago when Facing the Giants came out. I didn't even know there were Christian movies. I was living in Hollywood. Working, I was a Christian, but just working in film and TV and commercials, and uh, I saw the uh, advertisement for that movie, and uh, my comedy mind started going to, what if, what if this scene, uh, you know, that's what a parody does, by the way. A parody isn't slamming, necessarily, a movie, because every genre in the world has been parodied, by the way, except Christian movies, actually. Uh, when a film parodies for instance scary movies it's not saying these movies were bad it's taking the scenario and saying what if 
what if we exaggerated it to this? For instance, this, the log line for Christian movie is a Christian fo high school football team seeks to win its first ever championship before the rapture occurs in this spoof <laughs> of popular faith-based films. So what if that, that facing the Giants was up against, we have to win before the rapture. I mean, so that's my what if. And then I take the grace card and fireproof and all the other films, and I found the most popular scenes, and I wrote it all into one script. And it's going to be hilarious. It'll be hilarious not only for people who are familiar with um, all these movies, but I made it in such a way that even if you haven't seen the movies, you'll, you know, secular audiences will love it as much. And I actually have a pitch trailer. If you want to go to ChristianMovieParody.com, you can see where I made a pitch trailer to show to investors and so on, kind of an idea of what it will look like uh, once I actually make the movie. So that's going to be my first comedy. I'm also going to be starring in it, playing several other roles. And uh, I got all my comedian friends that I'm hoping to put in the movie and get some cameos from who knows who. And, uh, and, and then we have also, if you go to EsterPictures.com, you'll see that we have many uh, other films that we've written that we hope to produce. Uh, one is called Bone Runners, based on a, a true story, a true fact that a lot of people are not aware of that we hope to make help uh, make awareness for. Um, I don't know if you're aware in, uh, in in parts of Africa, albino children are hunted by evil medicine men for their bones because they think there's magic in them, and they're actually killed for that. So imagine if you, you know, we we have, you know issues in America where we worry about our kids when they go to play at the park. But when these kids go out to play, they got to worry if they're going to get kidnapped and killed by a medicine doctor and their bones sold to somebody because they think there's power in their medicine. That is happening right now as we speak. So we have that movie and, the, and several others that we uh, hope to make. And uh, we, we have a different kind of philosophy. Uh, I know a lot of Christian films now, kind of preach to the choir, meaning Christians are mostly the audience that goes to see them, which is fine with that. But we're hoping to really cross over, just like my comedy has always been the kind of, you know, I could take my comedy into comedy clubs. You've seen my comedy, Jay, so you know that. And I could take it into comedy clubs and I could take it into Christian events. Both audiences are going to relate to it equally. And that's what we're hoping to do also with our films. Uh, and the witness will be in just making a good movie. People say, well, where's the, where's the ministry in that? The ministry is in just making a good quality film with a good story. And in that story, we put in some food for thought. And that's where we kind of become fishers of men, so to speak. And that's and and that's really kind of an element that's that's missing from film. Because, you know, you can't you can't make faith based film that's just based or aimed at a Christian audience. I mean, you've got to really kind of think outside the box. And I know a lot of, and, and, and it's not to say that Christian films that are kind of aimed at the church are bad. They're not. But when the Bible says that we're called to preach the gospel to every living creature, which means outside of the church, it's something that we need to really focus on. And I think that there are some uh, faith-based films that kind of miss that. They're kind of really preaching to the church rather than trying to reach outside of it. So that's it's really good that you guys are, are, are looking to do that because I really think that that's something that uh, that really needs to be focused on. We're supposed to church the unchurched, not 
not necessarily focused just on the church itself. So that's pretty cool. And yeah, and you actually, um, like I mentioned before, I saw you uh, in person uh, doing the comedy stuff, and you are actually uh, bringing your clean comedy tour here to the Sunshine State this summer. And a lot of folks that have maybe seen you, um, maybe seen the the stand up stuff you do. I can I remember this the stuff that I'm most familiar with uh, that you've done comedy wise. You did the uh, was it something that had to do with bananas? I'm like my mind's going blank. You had the bananas uh, thing. Well, tell us about that. What was that? Years ago, there was a series of uh, DVDs that were shot in uh, Columbus, Ohio, at the Funny Bone Comedy Club. Um, all using clean and or Christian comedians, and I was a part of that. That, that was in uh, 2005, and a lot of people became familiar because the show was called Bananas. Bananas, um, okay. Which was a whole hour-long <clears throat> comedy plus behind-the-scenes antics that we did with my buddy Thor Ramsey as the host. And uh, every Christian comedian I know did pretty much did an episode or two. And so that was my most... At that time, that was the biggest uh, comedy DVD that I became uh, known for because they sold it all over the nation. Uh, and recently, I just did something in Salt Lake City, Utah called Dry Bar Comedy, which will be coming out very soon. But that's going to be mostly in, in just an online, like a Netflix type thing, where if you, uh, I don't know if you've heard of VidAngel, but VidAngel is a big company out of Utah that uh, is known for what they do is they take. Uh, foul language and so on and, and out of uh, movies so that you, the family could watch them. And uh, they're doing that. So now they're also uh, s sticking with their clean entertainment format. They hired a bunch of comedians like myself to uh, fly to Utah. I, I did two shows and they're going to do some behind the scenes stuff. And it was just wonderful. They, they packed these shows in every Friday and Saturday with two different clean comedians. And so they'll be showing that online very soon. So look for that. Uh, if you go to michaeljoiner.com, I'll have news about all that stuff. Uh, but that was the latest video that I made. And then um, I'm hoping to also tape the Clean Comedy Tour, which I'm going to be looking for venues, secular and Christian, that would like to book the Clean Comedy Tour. Uh, I start in Naples, Florida on July 12th, and I'm going to, from there, just be touring the whole state of florida maybe even up to georgia through louisiana well that's awesome maybe someday you'll have like you'll have a second house down here and uh the Sh a chicago cubs golf cart to to take you around hey that's on my prayer list <laughs> no they play, oh they don't play they play in uh arizona i think on the uh, when they is there triple a ball team down there yeah we have uh we have the new york yankees uh triple a team here in tampa but uh the cubs actually will be down here playing the Rays in Tampa, I think, in September. And, you know, Michael, you were born in Gary, Indiana, and but you're a huge fan of Chicago sports despite being a transplant to Kansas City now. Uh, let me ask you, is it, do the Cubs repeat this year as World Series champions? Well, I just read that Vegas, which I'm not a big fan of Vegas, but I think they know their odds, give right. the Cubs uh, the best chance of winning this year, and then second is Boston. So it could be the Cubs in Boston. I know that they lost their first game to St. Louis. That's our big rival last night. By the way, congratulations right. to the to the Rays for beating the Yankees in their first game. 
Oh yeah, any any time the Yankees or the or the Red Sox get beat, I mean that's just a big hallelujah moment, and <laughs> it, it's always good to start a season with a win. And you know, speaking of the Chicago Cubs, you know Ben Zobrist, who used to play for the Tampa Bay Rays, plays for the Chicago Cubs now, kind of reunited with Joe Madden, the the manager there in Chicago. You've been a lifelong Chicago Cubs fan. Tell us about you know when the Cubs won the World Series last October. What were your thoughts? I mean, you you grew up. A, a fan of this team your whole life, seeing these guys uh, kind of like the bumbling baseball team getting so close to the World Series many times. So I think back in, what was it, 98, 2003, something like that, they came really close and uh, fell short. But now, they're in 108 years, they're now World Series champions. Tell us, what, what were your thoughts when, when the Cubs took the World Series last year? Well, because of how it happened, it was I was ripping my hair out. So was my whole family. I mean, we, uh, we, we have family still in Chicago. And by the way, the reason, uh, I don't know if people know this, but Gary, Indiana is literally less than half an hour from Chicago. So that's why sometimes I'll even just tell people I'm from Chicago, you know, because it's easier to comprehend where that's at. But uh, in all of Northwest Indiana people, we never root for Indianapolis teams. We root for Chicago teams. So that's how that works. So starting in 68, 69, I, I was a big Cubs fan. My uncle would take me and my cousin to the games. And uh, what's really funny is when I got married and had children, I never tried to push my kids to love the Cubs. They just became natural fans of the Cubs, I guess because we visited Chicago a lot. So the whole family was, uh, you know, was on edge. Now, the year before that, it looked like the Cubs were going to get in. But uh, being a Royals fan also, they're second for me and first for for a lot of my neighbors since we live here in Kansas City. We kind of, we won and that was fine, but I had the feeling the next year, which was when the Cubs won, that we had, it was do or die. So as you know, it got, it got pretty tense because uh, it looked like we were going to, we actually had to do something that was never done, come back. Or no, it was only done a couple times, I believe, come back from behind, as you saw, and I thought, oh my gosh, people are going to believe that there's really a curse if we don't win this. But when we did, it was just, uh, I can't describe the feeling. You know, I can't imagine what the feeling was like actually being at Wrigley Field when that happened, but, or, or in Chicago celebrating. But, I mean, we, we were just on cloud nines. Well, Michael, in closing, um, you know, your films uh, reach different audiences. You've got comedy, you've got drama. Um, the Grace Car was a def definitely a great film. If you haven't seen The Grace Card yet, go check it out. Uh, it's a great film. It has Michael Higginbottom in it. It even has Lou Gossett Jr., who's a, a legend in Hollywood as well. But, you know, when, you're, when your days of acting and comedy are done, Michael, what, what is it that you want people to remember you for the most? What legacy do you want to leave behind uh, for your children, your children's children, and fans of your film and comedy? You know, uh, I've started doing something that that I, I'm actually pretty good at that people don't know about or that I excel at that God's called me to. And that is I, I like to pray for my audiences. And, and uh, not I used to just pray when people would make a decision for the Lord, but now I just... You know, I'm I'm big on prayer. I accentuate that in my family every single day. First of all, get up, read the Word, get it in your heart, pray the Word of God. I think our nation, if it's going to ever get back to its biblical and Christian roots, it's going to be through prayer. And so I want to prayer a man that prayed 
for America, prays for people, that prays for his family, and that hopefully inspires generations to come to put the word of God first and to pray. Because if we can do those two simple things, we will be on a path to success no matter what we feel called to, to do. Well, that's awesome. And we, uh, you know, this nation needs a lot of prayer. And the Bible says righteousness exalts a nation. And uh, that's that's something that we really need these days. And, you know, I've talked a lot with a lot of my guests on Kingdom Builder about that. And the only way this nation's ever going to turn itself around is if we turn back to God. And that's that's the only way it's going to happen. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. And you know, you have several places that you can find out more about you. The the Clean Comedy Tour going to be coming here to Florida in the summertime, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to help you get some more dates. But where can people go to, you know, kind of follow what you're doing and, you know, read about your latest projects? I think the one-stop place would have to be michaeljoiner.com. You can follow me. You can click on my Twitter, my Facebook from there, my IMDb, up, you know, I just uh, transferred to a new uh, host, which makes it easier for me to update uh, anything that's happening right away. So, yeah, just go to michaeljoiner.com, and uh, that'll have everything. Awesome. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you taking the time to let us know what's going on in your world, man. Okay, thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. Anytime at all.